morning. Is everyone doing well today? It is well with your soul? Amen. Amen. Well, it's a blessing to be here again. Um, a couple days ago, I got met by uh, Frank and Jim in the Dells. How many of you have been to the Dells? And uh, we were riding our motorcycles together. And um, Frank pulls up in this flaming orange Honda Goldwing. You know, it's an easy bike to follow wherever you go. But we had a great ride. It was a really good time, good fellowship around the word and uh, on the road. I call it circular, pe- circular pleasure, uh, just riding around on my bike. So I still got another 1,700 miles to go before I'm home. And uh, I appreciate your prayers in that direction. But uh, it's a real blessing. Frank and Pat both were at El Shaddai Congregation in Frederick, Maryland a couple weeks ago. And it was a real powerful time. It was a real blessing. Uh, I know you guys know this, but you're very blessed. Frank and Pat and Jim, that, you know, they're just a blessing. The elders here, uh, it's a blessed community filled with love, filled with grace, uh, inherent in the name. Uh, how many of you know the Hebrew word for grace? Anybody here? Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Marty Spilkes knows it. I'll guarantee you that. It's called chen. Can you say it? Say chen. <clears throat> now wipe your neighbor off next to you. There's also a word that comes from that word called chesed. Can you say chesed? It means loving kindnesses, tender mercies. This is what your name means. It means the power of God, God's unmerited favor, His supernatural empowerment and grace, His loving kindness and mercy. Isn't that awesome? That is a great name for a community. So Frank has been traveling and ministering within the Tikkun communities and uh, being a tremendous blessing. He brings uh, a tremendous leadership gift into the movement, strengthening elderships, ministering to to uh, deacons and elders and strengthening communities uh, within Tikkun. It's a real blessing. Uh, And we appreciate that you send him out. We appreciate that you pray for him and allow them to travel and do that. And the blessings that are ministered in our congregation and others flow back to grace. Amen. I feel your pain. I'm with you. It's a real blessing. So thank you. Uh, I bring you greetings from El Shaddai, my wife Debbie. One day she's going to travel with me, but that will not be on the motorcycle. (laughs) She does not want to travel that far on the bike. But um, Pat got to connect with her. They had a wonderful time of ministry and um, so appreciate Frank's gift. Uh, Marty Spilkes now is spreading throughout the East Coast. So you can pray for us as... Uh, he spreads his shvilkas everywhere he goes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for your grace in our life. <clears throat> many of us are coming from many different directions today. Lord, many different backgrounds and homes. And Lord, we've had a week. Some of us have really had a week. Some of us have had a week. But Lord, we come together today to hear from you, to hear from your word, how we hunger to know you more. 
We are so grateful for your grace and your mercy. We are so grateful, Lord, for your love and your presence. So we just lay aside all of the work, all of the shushing and the gushing and the heaviness of the week, all of the issues and trials that we face today, and we say, Lord, we want to hear from you. We just put our, our focus, our heart's intention, and our minds on you. Welcome, Holy Spirit. You are the teacher. We welcome you here. We hunger for more knowledge of God in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 9. And I'm going to share a little bit about the Word of God and the presence of God in the midst of His people. How many of you are grateful for the presence of the Lord in your life? Amen. If you're not, you should be. Uh, it's, uh, we are living in the times that the prophets have longed to see, where the very presence of the living God dwells inside of people, lives inside of us as a temple. But I want to talk a little bit about the command of the Lord, at the command of the Lord. What a wonderful thing it is when the prophetic word of God connects to the message that's going to be given. Isn't God faithful like that? How many of you love that? You know, I only let her know about a month ago what I was going to preach on. No, just kidding. I didn't, we had no idea. But you're going to see, if you remember and recall the word that was spoken during worship, how the Lord is tying this whole service together for us. It's beautiful. But let's take it up here together. Numbers 9. I'm going to start in verse 15. Hallelujah. So if you have Bibles, you can turn there. I know they'll have it up here. If you have electronic devices, you can scroll there in your iPad. Now on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of testimony. From evening until morning... It was above the tabernacle, like the appearance of fire. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, after the children of Israel would journey, and in the place where the cloud settled, there the children of Israel would pitch their tents. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey, and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above the tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not journey. So it was when the cloud was a Above the tabernacle, a few days according to the command of the Lord, they would remain encamped, and according to the command of the Lord, they would journey. So it was when the cloud remained only from evening until morning, when the cloud was taken up in the morning, they would journey, whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud was taken up, they would journey. Whether it was two days, a month, a year, that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel 
would remain encamped and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. At the command of the Lord, they remained encamped. And at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord and the hand of Moses. So those of you who are really perceptive can see why I titled this The Command of the Lord. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? How many of you have read that before? Really seen it that way? It's amazing. Do you know that the presence of the Lord by fire and by a cloud is was the manifest presence of God in the middle of the camp of Israel. The tabernacle was in the midst of all of the tribes, and they would line up, and there was a systematic way God had them set up their their tents and their tabernacles. But it was at the presence of the Lord and the command of the Lord that they journeyed. And I thought, this is an amazing picture for us as believers Because the center of the presence of the Lord is within our hearts. And He leads us and guides us. You know, I've talked with people over the years. Sometimes they say, boy, it would be really nice to have been able to hear and be that clear when God wants us to do something. You know when you saw the fire and when you saw the cloud, what was going to happen and what to do. But I tell you, we have an even greater and better covenant, a new covenant based upon better promises because the presence of God is inside of everyone who believes in Him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. He inhabits, He comes into our heart and life. And we get to learn to hear His voice. At the command of the Lord, we stay. At the command of the Lord, We journey. It's still that way. The scripture says, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. How many of you are grateful for that? You know, even when you're walking in the wilderness and you don't really know where you're going and you're wondering how you're going to get there, He is with us, guiding our steps, encouraging our hearts, leading us, There's some amazing things that take place when you're in the presence of the Lord and when you're obeying the command of the Lord. Number one, and you may want to write this down just in case the Holy Spirit says something to you and you want to remember it. Not because I'm preaching it, but because the Holy Spirit is a teacher. It's always amazing to me wherever I go and minister, someone will come up afterwards and say, the Holy Spirit said this and this and it wasn't even in my message. Because God is always taking the Word and applying it to where our life is right now. And you don't want to miss it. You want to write it down. Type it in your tablet, however you get it down. Because the enemy comes immediately to steal, kill, and destroy. To try and take away the seed and the Word that God gives us. How many of you live in this world? We live in it, we're not of it. But we face some things that sure can cause us to forget God's goodness in our life. And it doesn't take very long. We can face some trials that just seem to overwhelm us. But if we have something written down, we can go back to it and remind ourselves like an altar of remembrance of God's faithfulness to speak to us. So number one, 
at the command of the Lord, in living in this place of the presence of God and obeying the command of the Lord, there is protection. Number one, protection. How many of you know that the battle is the Lord's? That He is faithful to war on our behalf. That He knows how to protect and take care of His own. That a thousand will fall at one side and ten thousand at another, but it won't come near us. Amen? You can say amen. He protects us. He watches over us. He keeps us. I'm going to give you a couple other verses that you can go and look it up later that talk about the protection of God. The first one, Numbers 14, verse 9. The second one, Hebrews 13, verse 6. And the third one, Numbers 10, verse 35. Talks about the protection of God. About how He watches over His people. You know, the commander... The leader sees the battlefield from a different perspective than the soldier on the ground. And if we learn to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit when He speaks to us, because He sees the whole battle, it can protect us. He sees the enemy coming in, He sees the attacks coming at us, and He can watch over and keep us. That's the blessing of the presence of God with us. And that's the blessing of obedience. Number two. Number one, protection. Number two, direction. How many of you have ever felt in your life compassless? You can't, you don't know where you're going. You feel like your life is just spinning. How am I going to get from A to B with all of the surus in between? With all of the issues in my life? But when you walk at the command of the Lord, when you walk in obedience to the presence of the Holy Spirit's leading, you find clear direction. He will not lead you astray. He will not lead you into sin and darkness. He will lead you faithfully. He will protect you faithfully. You know, I live in America, and I'm an American. I'm a Navy veteran. And I know what it means to obey commands that are given. And I know what it is to hear a command that you don't agree with. And you wonder, "Ah, I don't know if this one's going to work out very well. How many of you ever had the Lord speak to you about doing something and you're kind of like, ah, okay, can I get a second opinion? Can I, uh, let me throw a fleece out. How about the best two out of three? Come on, let's be honest. But when you obey without questioning and you get that direction, the clarity blesses you and it builds your faith. Not only your faith that God loves you and and directs you, but your faith to really believe you can hear from God for yourself. That God can speak directly to you, husbands for your family, wives for your children, Husbands and wives for your marriage. Children for your future. Young people for the things God has gifted you to do. When He directs you, you will walk in the most fruitful place you can walk in your life. But if we get impatient, if we start saying, this cloud has been sitting here for two months already. 
Come on, microwave Americans. We want it now. It's my money. I want it now. Right? Come on. There's something about learning to linger and to wait in the presence of God and to move when He moves and to stay when He stays. You don't want to step out into the path before He leads you there because it could be a minefield that He's clearing up. But if we get impatient and we step out on our own and our own selfishness, our own inhibitions, our own fears cause us to to go out too early, we can cause more damage to our life and our family than we could ever imagine. But to be able to do that, we have to trust, don't we? We have to have faith that God loves us and He has the best for us. He does. He really does. So number one, protection. Number two, direction. Number three, comfort. It's comfortable knowing that you're protected. It's comforting knowing that God is directing your life. If you leave it up to your own devices, it can be pretty uncomfortable. If you're only relying on your own ability and strength to do something, look, you know your own limitations, I know my own limitations, and it can be pretty uncomfortable. But we serve a God who is limitless. He has no limits. What is impossible for God? Nothing. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Come on. Some of us 50 and older know that one. Nothing is impossible for Him. Why? Because He's the source of everything. God is the source. He lives in a different plane than we live in. He's not limited by the things we're limited by. He's not limited by gravity because it came from Him. He created it. He's not limited by water and walking on it and falling in because He created it. Was Yeshua, Jesus, walking on the water because He had faith? No, the water was subject to Him. Because he was with the Father at creation and made it. The wind and the waves obeyed because he had faith? No, because he was creator. And the winds and the waves knew he was the source of why they were even there. It's a healthy thing for us to remember that God is God all by himself. We're not God. Thank God. You would, not me, you would not want me to be God. Hello. I wouldn't want you to be God either, so we're even. But we find comfort in knowing that God is all-powerful. He's the source of all goodness, the source of all love, the source of all joy. He is the source of righteousness. He is the source of justice. He is the source of hope. He is our source of life. We live and move and have our being in Him. We have faith in Him. We trust in Him. And it comforts our soul. King David knew this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. 
Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trials. How many of you can attest to that? But he said, go cry in your milk and tell your friends about it because it's a terrible life. He said, in this world, you'll have trials, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Oh my goodness, that just blesses me and it ministers to my heart that at the command of the Lord, I can listen. Why is it a better and new covenant that has come in Yeshua? Let's turn to Philippians together. Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read a few verses. This will be the last scripture before I close, which will be in about an hour. I encourage you to read this whole chapter. It's just full of richness. It's such a good word. But in protection, direction, and comfort, we need some elements inside of us to be able to maintain obedience and humility are a couple of them. But starting in verse 12, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, But now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do, for his good pleasure. Wow. You could meditate on those verses for a long time and receive a lot of strength from the presence of God. We serve a God who's the living word. He follows his word to perform it. So we see at the very heart of being able to walk in protection, direction, and comfort from the Lord, it takes humility, number one. It takes trust and faith. Humility, trust, and faith. That God has your best interest at heart. He's not trying to lead you into trouble. He's trying to lead you to still waters and green pastures. His desire for you is that you have life and have life more abundantly. Do you believe that today? Some of you are in a real struggle and it's hard to see right now. But I'm telling you, look with the eyes that faith gives you and see what God can do on your behalf. Humility and faith, being teachable, Believing that God is with you causes you to walk in obedience. Number three. Abraham was a man of faith. But he believed and obeyed God. Even going to a land that God was going to show him. He didn't even know. What a beautiful picture for us when we walk in that kind of obedience. And number four, the ability to hear God. Humility, trust, and obedience. We walk with the ability to hear the voice of God. As we hear God's voice, He leads us. Because it is God who's working inside of you, it says in verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. When you face your giants, when you face your mountains, when you look dead in the face the fears of your life, 
Don't measure your ability to overcome by your own flesh and gifting that you have inside of you as a human being. Measure it by the one who works in you to will and do of his good pleasure. When you see the giants of the land that are trying to overtake you, when you face the mountains that are insurmountable, don't look at them with the eyes of a grasshopper like the ten spies that went into the promised land. But look at them with the eyes of faith like Joshua and Caleb who said, God is well able to give us this good land that he has led us to. I want to encourage you guys to say it in your hearts when you face it. God, this seems hard. It seems overwhelming. But you're more than able. You're faithful to me. You have shown your goodness to me. I remember your faithfulness. Let's pray together. Okay, Frank. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your presence here with us today. Lord, some of us here may have not really even listened or gone to church since we were kids. Maybe some of us here are visiting for the first time. Maybe some of us here have been here for 30 years. Wherever you find us, Lord, I thank you that you meet us where our faith is at. And you don't leave us there. You take us to where you are. So I'm going to ask a couple questions. Lots of times we receive the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And we wrestle with it and we don't obey because we're afraid. I just want to ask you in your heart, I want to pray for you. If there have been times at the command of the Lord you've withheld your obedience for whatever reason, you questioned it, you questioned your own ability to do what he was asking you to do, or you were afraid, or the enemy was too great in your mind, just lift your hand up, I want to pray for you. I see those hands all over the sanctuary. Father, I just thank you right now for those whose hands are up. I pray your strength over them in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would encourage their hearts. Lord, Peter himself denied you three times, but you prayed for him that his faith would not fail because the enemy desired to sift him like wheat. And I say of these whose hands are up, be encouraged in your heart. You have not canceled your call. You've not ended your relationship with the Lord. He will still speak to you. He will still lead you. I pray encouragement and faith in your heart that the next time He prompts you, you will walk in faith and obey and see the fruit of His protection and provision and comfort. In Jesus' name, amen. Another thing I want to pray for, if you're here, Maybe you've heard from the Lord and you stepped out and you were overcome. You were overwhelmed. You said, Lord, I believed you. I I stepped out. I did what you asked me to do. And this is not the result I was expecting. And I feel overwhelmed and I'm confused. If that's happened to you, I want to pray for you. Just lift your hand up. I want to pray for you. I see those hands. I want to encourage your heart. 
The whole book of Acts is about what you experienced. Where they obeyed God, preached the gospel. Some were thrown in prison. Some were beaten. Some, the results ended up not the way they hoped. But I want to encourage you that God is for you. That He loves you. And He can deliver you from the prison because you obeyed Him beforehand. He can deliver you from the trial because it was your obedience that brought you there, not your own sin. Trust in Him. Continue to look and hear His voice in the midst of this overwhelming circumstance that you thought He would take away by your obedience. There's something left for you to do. There are people left for you to speak to. There may be a jailer and his family there that need to know the Lord. Don't be overwhelmed by your own burden, but step out in the power of God and see the opportunity of the kingdom before you and obey the voice of the Lord. Lord, I thank you've not given us a spirit of confusion but love power in a sound mind. I just pray that peace over your people here at Grace Christian Fellowship that you would minister to them and encourage them. I pray this all in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Let's all stand. The Lord loves to bless His people. He's always loved to bless His people. In Numbers 6.21, the Lord tells the high priest how to bless the people. He gives him the words, because it's God blessing the people through these words. So receive this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace in your heart as you seek the presence of God, knowing that He'll protect you, He'll direct you, He'll comfort you, and He'll give you the ears to hear His word. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen.